guys, how's it going? I was thinking about you the other day, yesterday at the playground. I was there with my kids after school. Um, someone asked me, they said, uh, who's, who's the hardest to deal with, the most difficult? And I said, oh, no one. It, like My answer was like, oh, you know, actually I don't have anyone like who's the most difficult. And it didn't even occur to me that it used to be my reality a few years ago. I did have one of my sons was felt very difficult to me to deal with. And that's actually what inspired me to do this podcast and what made me realize that, you know, it's, it is so important to me to have a good relationship with my sons and the one that I was struggling with. So I just wanted to share that with you that you too can very soon, you know, have that same answer. Just say, you know, I don't have any, anyone that's difficult, right? You could just feel like your relationships with all of your kids, one or two or however many, your son, sons and daughters are good, right? You could be like, oh, you know what? They're all good. And that's so available to you and I can help you do that either just by listening to this podcast or by coming talk to me. I can coach you, I can help you, I can share my story with you. Um, and that is so cool, right? Um, although a couple minutes later, I, I did say, I said, you know what, what, what the hardest part for me is now is that when all four of them need me at the same time. So that's, that's the reality of my life now, which is fine, right? They're all little. They're ages five to 10, four kids, four boys. So it's super, super busy, right? They're kind of still little. And it's good and it's bad at the same time, right? So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. You too can say, you know, I don't have a difficult child. I, I don't, they're all good, right? So now I said that. I'm, today, welcome to part four, boundaries with your son. I love, love, love this topic because it makes it super clear for you and for me what it is that you are willing or not willing to do. Okay, let's so now let's break it down. So I'll just give you an example of you know what one of the boundaries that I implemented with one of my kids. Um so every night I give my boys half an hour of iPad time of games. And after that half an hour is over, I say, okay, iPad time is over, let's go shower or homework or whatever. And usually, of course, they don't want to finish playing and I have to say it again and then I have to say it again, which I don't like doing, it's annoying. And so I say to them, I say, if you don't finish up in the next couple of minutes, then I will take away tomorrow's iPad time. So... This is the boundary. The way that I define boundaries is if you, like, can you please finish, right? You make a request of what you want them to do, okay? Either, like, stop talking to me disrespectfully or please do this or please stop doing that, right? Or please get off your iPads within a couple of minutes, you know, wrap it up. So make a request. And the boundary is if you don't do this, then I will do this. Okay. So, so often we think, okay, I have a boundary. I told them my boundary. You can't play after this time. 
then they should follow it. Why aren't they following my boundary? And then we get really frustrated. We get so upset. Why aren't they following it? I told them, you know, they should follow it. This is my boundary. I, I decided, I told them, this is it. But the thing is, other people have free will and they can exercise it, even your son. And the other thing is we can't control what they do, so they will still do what they want to do, especially the older they get, the more they will exercise it, right? So we have to account for that, right? Because otherwise we're going to be really, really frustrated and the boundary is not going to be effective, it's, it's not, it doesn't really work as a boundary if all you do is say, hey, please stop doing this, and then you g- proceed to get frustrated, angry, and yell at them, right? I told you to, do, to stop doing it. Why aren't you doing it? Uh, how many times do I have to tell you, right? And then all, your, what, all that's happening is that you're fighting with them, and the boundary doesn't actually help you or them. It just It's just they're not really working. So what... You have to realize, okay, this is your request. This is what you are requesting of them. And you have to be prepared for them not to follow it, right? Just like with little kids, please don't touch that, right? And then if they do touch it, then you say, okay, if you touch it, I take it away, right? If it's a glass or something, right? You just, you say, okay, if they keep touching it, I put it up higher so they don't touch it. Right? You don't get mad at a little toddler for keep on touching the little the glass, right? Because it's dangerous. You realize, okay, if he won't stop, then I will just simply take the glass away. The same thing goes with all the boundaries with all the people in our life, but we're gonna talk about your son. So if they keep doing what they are doing, what you ask them not to do, then what are you willing to do? Okay, that is a very important question to ask yourself because so often you are actually are not not willing to do what it is that you say you will do, right? You're like you, they call your bluff, right? And I've had to test it on myself. Like, okay, am I actually willing to take away their iPad tomorrow? Yes, hell yes, I am. Okay, let's go go with it, right? Even though I know they will be super upset and that feels uncomfortable, right? I don't want to have to deal with more upset kids, but I'm willing to do that in order to uh, support, uphold my boundary, Okay, so it's not something that you say you like. You say you will do to them so that they uh, respect your boundary. No, it's something that you say you will do to take care of yourself. Uh, let me give you another example. If an intruder comes into your house, he is violating the boundary, like the physical boundary of your house. So in that case, if that happens. You don't even have to sometimes tell them, please leave, because you may be afraid or maybe it's obvious, right? They're a stranger, you're afraid. You will exercise your boundary right right away. You will, you will might call the police, right? You might dial 911. If, they, if an intruder comes into your house, then you will do this. You will call 911, right? You don't even have to tell that to them. Right. So another, um, you might be already exercising this with your son. Like, if you speak with me disrespectfully, I will leave the room. Right. Or please go to your room. You can't stay here. 
right? You Again, you can request them to go to their room, but if they don't, then what are you willing to do? Then you will leave the room, right? Because you can't control what they do, okay? So it really you really have to separate your business from his business you cannot control his business you can only make a request of him just like with your husband i don't know if you know if you've learned the same thing that i have i can't demand things of my husband i can make requests with a smile and a kiss and a hug i'd be like i would love it for you if you could just like blow up the tires of my car it would be so awesome thank you so much but if they don't do it, I there's nothing I can do, right? I can only ask again, or I can say, hey, do you want me to take it somewhere else to, to blow them up? I understand you're busy, right? But I don't, uh, do, you know, I don't get upset and don't um, expect him to follow my demand, right? I make a request. So the same goes for your child, okay? With our children, though, we do have the power to have consequences. All right, don't recommend you have consequences with your husband. I'm not a marriage coach, but, you know, from personal experience, you don't want to have, <laughs> you know, they're their own person. Let them be, right? Love them no matter what. Uh, with your children, love them no, no matter what, but you can have a consequence, just like with the iPad, right? If you are not going to you know, listen to me when I ask you, iPad time is over, then you, there will be a consequence. Tomorrow, you will not have it, okay? That's a consequence that you as a parent can instill. You know, you yeah, I yeah, don't recommend you have that with other grown-ups in your life, right? That's just not, that would not be fun. It's not your business to give them consequences. But so um, that's just an example. Another example you can, I've seen, I've coached people and I've seen other people get coached on this where they have grown-up children living with them, grown-up son, and let's Say, you know, they're not following exactly the, the idea, the rules of what they should be doing, like getting a job or paying rent or waking up and applying for jobs. Like, right, we, you know, you, we've all known these uh, situations where grown up children are, you know, living out their life path and it doesn't look like exactly like what we think it should look like. And so the mom, poor mom is struggling and she thinks she made a boundary between her and her son. And she says, you know, you have to pay rent to live here. You have to pay rent. You have to contribute. You have to, you know, at least show us that you're putting in effort, etc. But putting out this request is not a boundary in itself because the mom has not stated what she's willing to do if he does not do those things. If he does not have a job, if he's not paying rent, if he's not contributing, if he's not showing that he's putting an effort in getting a job, whatever your request is, then what are you willing to do? And it's so, so like important for you to be honest with yourself because if you are not willing to do anything, if he doesn't do any of those things, it is so good for you to know that, right? And in fact, you can say that, that truth to yourself. I am not willing to kick my son out 
if he doesn't pay rent, if he doesn't contribute, if he sleeps all day. Tell yourself the truth, right? Instead of getting angry at him, instead of fighting with him about uh, and wanting him to change, just tell yourself the truth. This is where I'm at. I'm not willing to kick my son out and it's okay. I'm a good mom. This is, I want, you know, I would love for him to do all those things. He's not doing them and I'm not willing to do anything about it. I'm going to let him stay in my house. You know, telling that truth to yourself will feel so much better. You don't even have to tell him. He already knows that, right? He's already living there. You haven't kicked him out. You you don't have to tell him, but telling yourself that will feel so much better than um, blaming him for how you feel, right? You can't control what he does. You can't make him go to work. You can't make him pay but you can decide what you are going to do. You can decide what you're going to think about your son. You can, and, and by deciding what you're going to think about him, you are deciding how you want to feel about him. And I want to offer that love is always the best choice, no matter what he's not doing. Of course, it takes hard work and practice and effort for you to generate that love, right? Um, but so what, right? Do you, you don't want to be angry at him. So that is the boundaries. I hope that you guys um, uh, understand what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to mention about the boundaries is that in in general, we um, with other grown up people, we can set boundaries and do what we said we would do um, and we, um, we can't you know we're, we're not going to expect other people to follow our request like if we request of them to do something we have to allow that they won't do it right like with our husband with our child with sister brother whoever friends but there are situations where we do expect people to follow our requests, like in a job setting, right? Employees and employers, you do actually do have a job description and you can make a request of them and, you know, expect them to follow it. And in those situations, if they don't follow the requests, then there are consequences, right? They can lose their job, they can have an evaluation, they can have a, you know, second request or or, you know, education, whatever, right? And the the other exception is with the kids. With the kids, again, like I mentioned before, we do have as parents a, a way of implementing consequences because they are not adults. They have to follow the rules of our house, the rules of our family, and we do want to teach them the values of our family. And... Uh, they are technically living in our house, so we can implement the boundaries of our space, right? So that's what I wanted to put in a little caveat there so that um, you can um, take it and apply it in your life. And I love the question that I always say to myself, okay, if he does this, or if he like doesn't stop doing this, whatever, what am I willing to do? What am I willing to do here? And it's uh, the answer to that always tells me, okay, you know what? I'm actually not willing to do anything here. I'm going to let him do, keep doing this. Or 
the bottom line is um, if he speaks with me disrespectfully, I leave, right? Um, I know, and just knowing that, that's it. Or like with our kids, if you guys are fighting uh, roughhousing here and it's too loud, go outside, right? I will ask you to go outside, right? Again, it's a request. If you don't follow the request, then you get grounded. You get go to your room and you we take away your right to play with your brothers. Again, right? They're little they're little kids still, so I have example of little kids, but the same thing applies with bigger children, grown-up children. Uh, it's just you uh, have to do the thought work on that and the same rules apply. If you don't get a job and don't pay rent, I am willing to ask you to leave. If you are not going to leave, okay, so if I asked you to leave and you're not leaving, then what am I going to do now? Okay, I am willing to help you leave, right? That could be the truth for you. You could help him leave. You could have someone or you pack up his stuff and take it outside and change the lock and with love. And that's the other thing I need to really mention. We, The whole goal here is for you to uh, lovingly, to set the boundary in a loving, loving way. Because if we have a boundary and we don't have a consequence planned out, like we don't know what we're willing to do, and they still keep doing what they're doing, we feel out of control and then we act out of anger and frustration and we are literally fighting them. We're fighting them. We're nagging. We're trying to control what they're doing, but we can't. So it creates a fight or it creates withdrawal. It just does not create anything good. So when we set a boundary with love for ourselves and for our son, then out of that fuel, out of that feeling, even though it does not feel good to kick your son out, you are honoring your own wishes, your own boundary, what's true for you. I am like I'm not willing to support my grown-up son and I believe this is the best way I can parent him, right? Then you are doing that out of love for yourself and your son, right? And you're not doing that to hurt him or at him. You are simply are doing it as an act of love for yourself, right? Do you see the difference? And this is the boundary that you set. If he does this, then I will do that, right? So it's not like you are um, trying to hurt him. You All you're doing is you're. this is the best way you know how to take care of yourself. And he's another human being. So if he didn't follow your request, then this is what you are doing, right? So he made his choice. He And, you know, most of the time you can make that request verbally, but sometimes you don't even have to give them a warning ahead of time. You will just act out on that request. Like not, not, not like with kicking them out of the house, but for example, if, you know, if they, like if they hit you or something, you implement that boundary right away. You leave, right? Or you get help or you ask him to stop, right? You don't need to tell them ahead of time, don't hit me, right? Hopefully your son's not hitting you. My little kids sometimes hit me and when they're frustrated just because they're they're so frustrated and they, they're little, right? So and I tell them, no hitting mama, right? So, okay. 
So remember this format for the boundary setting. If you do the, you make a request, first of all, you have to make a request. If you haven't made a request of what it is that you want your son to do or not do, then you please go do that, right? Verbally or make it clear that this is what is required of you, right? Don't assume that they just know. Like if you've never made a request of him to, hey, this is, you know, if you're going to be living here and you're, you know, 30 years old, then for you to stay here, you need to have a job and pay rent, okay? And if you don't do that, we'll ask you to leave. Right, so that is you're verbally communicating that boundary to him, and now you're both on the same page. But you can't just not say it and expect him to be on the same page with you. He might be thinking, "Oh, sweet, my parents love me, so they want to uh, support me and you know let me stay here for free." Right, and if you haven't said that out loud, he might not know. So again, make that request very important part. Just like with a husband, he can't read your mind, right? I'm sure your husband has told you, you know, how am I supposed to know that? I can't read your mind. You need to tell me these things, right? So that's where we learn, oh, right, I have to actually say these things out loud of what I want. So make the request and then ask yourself, if they don't do this, what am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do? And then you can write it down, you can decide in your head, you can tell them, if you keep doing this, then this is what I will do. If you don't stop doing this, then this is what I will do. Okay. You and you can't, you know, they will keep doing what they're doing, but how are you going to react? That's in your control. What they're doing is not in your control. All right, my friends, this is it for the series of how to stop fighting with your son. I hope that you and your sweet boy reconnect. I hope that you um, really have gained some distance between you and your thoughts about your son and are beginning to see that your son's not causing you frustration or, or pain is that you're doing that with your thoughts and it's okay. You can have control over your thoughts, whereas you can't control what your son does. So if you need any help with that, I would love to help you and clear that up for you so you too can just say, I have no difficult children. I love my boys. I just assume you guys all have boys, but I'm sure you have boys and girls. So uh, have a wonderful week. If there are any questions about any of this, I would love to answer them for you. Please send them to my email or you can even leave a comment under the podcast. Uh, my email is natalia at coachingnatalia.com. Uh, and if you would love to get coached on this and need some help and want to get to zero fights with your boy, you can go to my website, www.coachingnatalia.com and go to sign up for a free mini session, uh, find the time that you need and we, we will talk. I can help you get to zero fights and put this behind you so you can just enjoy your family and look forward to the future with your boy. Okay, guys, I love you all so much. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.